Rabotai, we continue our study of the Tariyak Mitzvot, and we are up to Mitzvah number 237. It's a negative commandment in Parashat Kedushim, and the source Pasuk is exactly that. And what is this Mitzvah? So the Hanukkah explains. That means we are not allowed to refrain from trying to save another Jew when we see that he is in Sakana, either physical Sakana, Sakana Nefashot, or that he's going to incur a loss. And we have the ability to save him, so we're not allowed to just stand on the side and spectate. Gemara Sanhedrin says, If he sees his friend, God forbid, drowning in the river, or he's being dragged by a wild animal, or robbers are... Upon him. So how do we know that that the person is obligated to make an effort to try to save him Ben Afsho? Ben Afsho means himself. And then the Gebara says, or the Hinuk writes, the Gebara's language. Not only do we say that you have to help him physically. But even if you can't help physically, you're obligated to hire and pay in order to help and bring the aid. So that would be, for example, you have to call the ambulance. You can't just walk by and let it go. Even though you don't have the ability to save the guy, but you have the ability to make a phone call. And a person has, for example, testimony that he knows he could testify against his friend. And if he doesn't testify, the guy will lose the money, he'll lose the case. So you have an obligation to go and testify. Now the shortage of this mitzvah is obvious because the world uh, goes around. What goes around comes around. So if everybody knows that every other person is going to help each other, so they'll help you back. And therefore the world is able to exist. But if everybody lives selfishly, so therefore nobody's going to be concerned about each other. So then the Rav says, Hashem wills that the world not only is populated, but that it is settled. Settled means that everybody coexists and the society is able to function. But if people are not going to help each other, so nobody's going to reciprocate for each other, and the world is not going to be able to, people are not going to be able to coexist. Obviously, this mitzvah is no heget. Bechol makom, bechol zeman. It applies to male and female alike. And somebody that transgresses this, where he had a chance to save his friend that he didn't, so he goes against the positive commandment. It's a love she'en bo ma'aseh, and therefore there's not going to be the punishment of uh, malkut. Now, in this mitzvah, there is one uh, manifestation of it. The Rambam talks about it in Hilchot uh, Matanot uh, Evyonim. And it is in Perek Chet, and it is in Halakha Yud. Pidyon Shivuim, redeeming Jews that are in captivity. 
קודם לפרנסת עניים ולכסותן. It even comes before giving money to the poor people to give them clothes. ואין לך מצווה גדולה כבדיון שבויים. There's no bigger mitzvah like this mitzvah, שהשבוי, the person that's in captivity, he's everything. הרי הוא בכלל הרעבים, הסמאים, הערומים, ועומד בסכנת נפשות. He's hungry, he's thirsty, he doesn't have clothes, and he's בסכנה. So it's the charity that includes everything. והמעלים עיניו מפדיונו, and if somebody closes his eyes, And says, so not my problem. Hare ze over al lo ta'ametzet lebabecha. Don't have a stubborn heart. Velo tikpotzet yadecha. Don't clench your fist from giving sedakah. Ve'al lo ta'amod al dam re'echa. So you see, according to Arambam, part of this mitzvah is that if the Jew is in danger, help being held. For example, today we have the Jews in Ukraine that are held in, in a war. This is Pidyon Shivuim. They're in captivity in the captivity by uh, by a by a by 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 a, a warring nation. Therefore, the Mizvah has saved them. So therefore, he says, "Vehatzel lekuchim namavet vabedavim b'kaedu ve'enlecham mitzvah rabah kividyon Shivuim." Again, he repeats it. There's no mitzvah gedolah like Pidyon Shivuim. Now, even on this mitzvah, the Achamim did put some limitations. That they only want you to redeem the person, which means not more than his worth, which is how much we'd sell him uh, for a slave on the market. Now, what's the reason why they don't want you to pay any price? So the Gemara gives two reasons. Number one, not to be matriach on the Sibur, because this will be a big burden on the Sibur if they have to pay these exorbitant prices in order to redeem people. And number two, because if the Goyim know that Jews pay, above the market price, so they'll come along and they'll specifically take Jews as captives because they know they can fetch higher price. So it's actually putting other people in danger. Now the nafkamina would be, for example, let's say you have somebody in captivity and he has a very wealthy relative. And the wealthy relative wants to pay exorbitant amount of money in order to save him. If you go according to the first reason that says not to tax the Sibur, this is not taxing the Sibur. The guy's funding it himself. But if you say by paying these high overpriced uh, uh, ransoms, so therefore it's going to just cause them to do it again, and therefore you're putting other people in Sakana, so it shouldn't make a difference whether an individual is paying for it or the Sibur is paying for it. And the poor scheme argue which one of the reasons is the Ikad. We point out the famous story of what the Gemara says, that a Tamid Hakam, however, you redeem him at all costs. Which means Tamid Hakam, you don't worry about the price. There's a famous story that happened in the 1200s when they took the great rabbi Maharam Rotenborg, uh, the Kaiser in, in, in Germany, they took him uh, in the captive and the community raised a lot of funds in order to save him, but the rabbi said he doesn't want, even though he's a Tamid Hakam, nobody liked the Maharam Rotenborg, And he refused it because he felt it's just going to cause them to do it more. And he waved his Talmud Hakam pass and he ended up staying in the captivity till he died. And then even after he died, he stayed and didn't release his body till about, I think, 14 years later until they were finally able to bury him in the cemetery in Frankfurt. And we saw it. 
we were there, the Maram Mirotarig, and they actually buried him next to the man that was responsible, who ultimately uh, redeemed him. Okay, that's a big sadiq, the Maram Mirotarig, but again, if you see something, you have to do something. You have to can't not just come along and be indifferent and uh, you know apathetic and say, well, it's not my problem. Now, for Jews in trouble, so it's everybody's responsibility to rise up and try to help them.